Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist with iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Well, guys, we're missing one half of the podcast today, but I have great news. Bradley Flowers was here a few moments ago. He has a, a young child, his daughter, who is incredibly beautiful. She has gotten sick at school. And as we as insurance agents all know, life happens and you have to just roll with the punches. And he had to leave the podcast today and go take care of his beautiful baby girl. So in his absence, sitting in with me today from Arab, Alabama, My beautifully gorgeous wife, Kim Howell, is actually sitting in the podcast studio with me. How are you doing, Kim? I'm doing great, but I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't as much hype with that intro. I I understand. I understand. (laughs) Can we work on that just a little? Next time, I will have you an intro put together that will blow you away. Thank you. I'm worthy. Guys, as Scott always says about being married or dating a beautiful woman, if you're going to drive a Ferrari, people are going to look at it. I just told Kim that at lunch today when some guy kept staring at her. So here we are. Guys, I am super duper excited about our guest today. We have got, you know, one of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is, you know, we want to provide value to you agents. And one of the ways that we can do that is is let you know, clue you in on new technology that is coming down the pike. And, you know, our mission on this podcast is to help agents in any way we can And one of those ways that we do that is when we hear about and find out about great technology that's out there that's about to come online, we want to get these people on the podcast. And I've had the honor and the pleasure of actually getting to spend some time with the two guests that we have on the podcast today. They are fantastic guys, very knowledgeable, scary smart, know their stuff backwards and forwards. And so before I get started, I want to go ahead and introduce them today. They are originally from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and they currently reside in Denver, Colorado. They were born into an insurance family, and in the mid-2000s, they came back to the family agency, and with the help of family, friends, and team members, they grew this family-owned agency from $5 million to $100 million in premium, spanning 10 states. During this process, they discovered gaping holes and available technology for independent agents in the independent agency channel, specifically after a policy was sold. So what do they do? What do scary smart people do that have a high level of uh, critical thinking skills? They start researching. They start talking to people within the industry. They start talking to carriers within the industry and other agents. And after the family business, the family agency sold they created Glovebox. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the other incomparable, Mr. Andy and Ryan Matheson. How you doing, guys? Excellent. Nice. I love the intro. Good work. I uh, always get hyped listening to that, regardless of episodes. So Dude, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what you should be hyped about is all the things you guys have accomplished uh, since you've been in the industry. I am so proud of you. I'm not only proud to know you, but just the more I find out about what you guys have accomplished since you've been in the industry, it's really amazing. You know, we got to spend about, oh man, we got to spend four hours together about three weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon. 
And just talking to both of you, you're, you're so knowledgeable. You know a lot of different things about technology, but you also have, and this is something Bradley and I absolutely love when we interview you know, people, is people that have come from the agency side and moved over to more of that insure tech side, they, they seem to have a leg up because they understand what agents go through. You got spot on, and that's why we wanted to jump in and make a, a big solution in the independent channel. And we'll, I'm sure, dive in all the details here soon. Uh, but I'll let Ryan jump in and say hello. What's up, man? Ryan? I've never been in. Su- uh, what's up, Scott? How are you? <laughs> Great, thanks. Hey, hey, Ryan. Awesome. I, I, I tell you one thing. I, I tell you one thing, guys. I have not told my beautiful wife about, and that is the pancake breakfast that we're going to go to out in Las Vegas. I've left. Yeah. I left that part oh of the God. story out. Um, yeah. Pancakes. Nobody <laughs> making pancakes. Okay. I look at the pancake breakfast as more of a. It's more of a team building exercise, and so You're you know, if we look at it in that regard, right, you right. know, every everybody should should try it at least once. You are so smart, so, and of course, listeners, yeah. of course, listeners don't quite realize what we're talking about, but it's okay. It's yeah, okay. We, we, that uh, that will pancake, be that will be one topic breakfast. of conversation that will not be brought up on the podcast after it's over. I can promise you that. <laughs> I love That's it. fair enough. And Kim, and Kim, you are invited to. Thank you. you know. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and because and and because Bradley's not here today, he just misses that that invitation. Well, you know, or it's okay. You got to be present to win today. Absolutely. You got to be present to win today. That's absolutely. It. So, guys, Sorry, I, we love you, Bradley. I, we exactly. So, guys, I want I want Ryan climbing the passenger seat of my DeLorean for me. Go back in time just a little bit and talk about you, how you and your brother Andy got into the business how you kind of got started back in the family business and then kind of work us up to today. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll gun it to 88 and your DeLorean. I love it. And let's go back in time. So, you know, as you mentioned, Scott, Andy and I grew up in uh, an insurance family. My dad uh, had a pretty funny journey, to be honest with you. He was a uh, country agent um, way back in the day. He was a captive, you know, for, for lack of a better term. But he, he was off the beaten path, and he had a funny story. What he would do is he had a progressive phone on the other side of his office. And if the, you know, if the deal didn't fit with country, he would say, hey, call my progressive rep, and uh, he'll help you out. And he would scamper across to the other side of the room, and he would answer his phone as progressive, and he'd write the deal. I love it. <laughs> Which is, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, country didn't like that too much. Mm. So let's just say his, his opportunity with country was no longer available. So right. With a with a thirty thousand dollar loan from my grandma, he started uh, his own independent agency back in the early nineties. I'm sure Andy can attest to this. I remember him sitting at our kitchen table five nights a week, you know, calling, following, uh, following up on quotes that he had snail mailed out, mm. you know, two, three, four, five days prior, you know, and that was pretty much our early introduction into insurance mm. and uh, and the grind that was. Mm. So. Um, and, and you know, I was a little younger. I was um, so I'm 30 now. I was about probably six or seven when that was all going on. So I recognized what it was, but didn't really see it firsthand personally until I was jumping and taking applications as a teenager uh, for his agency. So you know, that was when I got my first hello to the insurance world. Although I was kind of seeing the foundation of the agency being built, regardless. Hey, I got a question for you, and I'm, so, gonna, let, I'm gonna let you keep going, Ryan. So did you guys fall in line with most of the? the agents that I know who kind of came into the family business where for a period of time, maybe it was high school, maybe it was college. You kind of both told yourself that you'd never get in the insurance business. 
Precisely. <laughs> it I always makes you think of, have you seen the Tom Brady video? Oh, where yeah. He's being interviewed. It must have been 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. something happened. Maybe he got his first contract, starts bawling, like literally in tears. And he says, at least I don't have to go sell insurance now. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was, it's priceless. I think every insurance agent in America has seen that. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> what happened was he was sitting at his house during the NFL draft after his senior year. And everybody's name kept getting picked, you know, one after another after another. And they dropped down to like the seventh round, which is way, way, way down in the draft. And he looked at his mom and dad or or, or somebody that was in there. And and when he got drafted, he said something like, well, thank God, at least I don't have to go become an insurance agent. And it's funny you ask that question because I actually swear to God, I have a elementary school diary that I wrote. Well, it says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And believe it or not, it does say insurance agent in there. I'm going to post that on social media for you, Scott. That's unbelievable. So, so Ryan, I'm sorry I interrupted your story. So you got to the part where college is over and we kind of come back to the family business. So college is over. I moved back to Colorado. I went to KU, Rock Chalk Jayhawks, so did Andy. Came on back. And uh, I actually had a job in digital media at the time. Well, this is 2008 Mm -hmm. when the economy was, you know, not good at all. So trying to sell internet marketing to businesses uh, was a tough proposition. Did okay in it, you know, had a three-year career there. And then uh, one day my dad came to me and said, look, it's it's time. I need you to come into the agency. I want to grow this thing. Uh, I need some help. And so almost out of, uh, you know, moral obligation to, you know, help the family, um, I got brought into the business. And that was my my entry points into, uh, you know, what I look back as is really a pivotal moment in my life. Mm. And then Andy, Andy you I guess. probably talk about your. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. It was really just, uh, I actually right out of college, I went into a insurance, uh, sorry, not an insurance technology, just a startup technology company down in downtown Denver. Uh, and I did that for a year and a half. And I was like, all right, Mike keeps coming to me. Mike, my pops, kept coming to me. He said, hey, now's the chance, now's the chance. Come do this. We have a huge need for a marketing director, someone who's going to lead generate for the to the company is that going to be you and i kept saying no 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 and eventually 2011 2012 somewhere in there i said all right let's do this thing so jumped in at that point took care of the tying up loose ends on website social media and then guerrilla marketing pretty heavily so so i gotta ask this question guys our topic of conversation today is glove box and we're going to get into what that is but like at what point during your agency adventures did you kind of both look at each other or, or talk to different people and go, you know what? There is a real, there's a, there's a real need here that's not being met. W- when was that? Yeah, uh, that was roughly four years ago. Mm-hmm. 20, end of 2015, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember I was sitting on my desk. We probably had, we probably had 12 people at Colorado Insurance at that point, both sales and service. And I remember sitting on my little cube. And I was in a good year. It was my second year in insurance, selling mm-hmm. insurance. I, I did a million dollars in premium that year by wow. myself. But the overwhelming amount of follow-up phone calls after I would issue policies, surprising to mm-hmm. me. Uh, people calling it, where's my ID card? What, what carriers did you write me with? I've never heard of them before. Where's my, you know, where's my policy documents? How do I pay a bill? Kind of all the the elementary stuff. And I remember it was just really, it was in the initial stages of when uh, carriers were kind of rolling out their own native apps. Mm -hmm. I would say probably 30% had them, 70% Mm -hmm. did not. So I remember kind of having a list on my notebook. I'm like, okay, who has apps? 
who mm-hmm. doesn't have apps. Mm-hmm. And and after looking at that and me doing about two weeks of legwork, calling the carriers saying, hey, do you have something coming out? Is there a resource available? I looked at my list and I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was just a single app for all of these carriers? And that's kind of when the idea came to me. That, that's remarkable. And so from the yeah. genesis of that idea, and I talk about this all the time, you know, ideas mean nothing. We all have ideas. Everybody has things that they think about or talk about. Kim can tell you I, from time to time, about once or twice a week, I have a billion-dollar idea. And, but without, <laughs> without execution, without taking it from idea to execution, ideas are nothing. They're meaningless. So at some point in that process, Ryan, you took that from idea to execution. Now, was that after or before the agency sold? Did you start working on this? It was probably a week after I had the idea. You know, wow. I'm not one to sit back on ideas. I'm a very impatient person. I don't know uh, if you're the same guy. Kim, you could probably attest that he is or he isn't. But, <laughs> oh, absolutely. This um, goes right along with his <laughs> quote that uh, rewards come from actions, not discussion. That's absolutely. what I've been sitting here thinking. There yeah. you go. Yep. Yep. Rather have it that way than the opposite. So, absolutely. Um, I started reaching out and making contact to carriers that next week. Mm. Um, my first carrier meeting was with Safeco Mm -hmm. and it was funny. I didn't really realize the scope of who I was talking to at the time. Mm -hmm. I was talking to um, their CTO and then a couple higher level people on their development team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't have any sort of presentation. It was just an idea in my head that I wanted to pitch their way. And they were, they were super kind enough to, you know, let me talk about this idea and so that's kind of how it started, trying to set meetings with carriers, um, really pitch the idea when I didn't even really have it formulated. It wasn't even half-baked at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was kind of the initial process of how it went. Now, I will step in and say, back in that day when that was an idea, it did go dark for a, some periods of time. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't thinking about it. We weren't t- doing anything about it. We really started doing something about Glovebox, uh, gosh, 2018, yeah. uh, late 2018. So I remember the day me, me and our business partner, Sean, were sitting at beers, of course, which mm-hmm. were delicious. And we had been working on this thing for two years, like Andy said, on and off. And we finally looked at one another and we're like, look, man, somebody else is going to do this if we don't do this. Mm-hmm. And that is the day that we were like, all right, let's go. And, and hey, hey, can we talk about uh, the name? Let's give let's give a lot of credit to the name. Tell us where that originated. Oh my from. gosh, what a story. Uh, yeah, real quick on that. So there was a gentleman out of. Uh, New Orleans, and he actually um, owns the the trademark to that name. So he actually went up against a big, big insurance carrier. Can I say who it is? Geico. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, reports and, and online about it. It's public. They Geico tried to come up with Glovebox and roll it out to their clients, and they actually got sued by this gentleman out of New Orleans, and they, and he won. So they had to shut it down. Uh, we Ryan actually found him on LinkedIn, reached out to him very kindly, and and talked him through what we we're looking to do, and he. Uh, graciously gave us the opportunity to license the name. Wow, wow that's unbelievable. So so that's it, guys. We're, we're at a seminal point in this conversation. And I know that every agent, all the 250,000 insurance agents from around the world are waiting in anticipation. Talk, let's talk about Glovebox. Let's deep dive into it. So it doesn't matter who does it, but I, let's talk about exactly what Glovebox is and for the independent agency channel that's out there, the, the agents that are out there, let's tell them, you know, more about Glovebox and, and, and just get down to the meat and potatoes of it. 
So we recognize obviously that major gap in relationship between client, agency, and carrier. And there just is. Um, and no one's using the portals of the carriers. No one's using the apps of the independent channel carriers. Um, so we brought, brought it all into one space. Uh, Glovebox allows a policyholder to access their policy documents, auto ID cards, regardless of the carrier that they're with. Um, and that is the simple yet effective opportunity for alleviating tier one customer service from the agency mm. and uh, the ability to brand, to brand from an agency perspective on the app and for the carrier to do the same, uh, which ultimately solves a, a couple different problems there. So, um, you know, we're, we really are off and running with that piece of the puzzle. Uh, soon you will have the ability to uh, pay a bill, start a claim, endorse a simple uh, policy or, you know, get that simple endorsement in place, I should say. Um, so, and then we're actually in the works with um, a third party, a home advisor to be able to request a vendor during a claims process as well, which is huge. Well, i tell you the one thing that really perked my ears up is when we started talking about white labeling the app. So if you're an independent agent, yeah. let's say you're Jackson insurance out of Nashville, Tennessee, well, that we app. Use John Smith, by the way. John Smith is. <laughs> right. But didn't you meet? You met a John Smith agency, didn't you? Andy? I met a John Smith. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> that the guy's John, lucky. Yeah, the John the John Smith agency out of Nashville will have the opportunity to have a mobile app that connects with their carriers, and the mobile app when it pulls up on your phone, it is going to be white labeled, which means the John Smith agency is going to show up on the app. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, I want to, uh, real quick, I, we've never really, I mean, we've done a bunch of podcasts talking about Glovebox, but we wanted to use your forum to really fun, really take the roof off the scope of this project, how right. big this project is and the gravity of what we're creating for the independent channel. You know, it's not as easy as this. Oh yeah. We're going to throw together an aggregated app that allows you to do all these features uh, one thing that's very important to us that's different, and a lot of the uh, insurance agents are probably asking themselves, how is this different than my agency management system, you know, client-facing portal? Right. Well, it was very important to us to get direct connections to the carriers themselves so that we could bring more advanced features to the table, like paying a bill, like initiating a claim. You know, a lot of the features that we're working on that are in beta right now that we can't really talk about um, it was important to us to create a client experience that is, I wouldn't say expected by the client, but is unexpected by the client mm. to really wow them, mm. uh, which is the missing piece in the independent channel is that back end. And so think about trying to create these connections just for simple policy documents and billing with 150 carriers. And you're talking about 150 different operating systems, whether they're on a legacy systems, whether they're on Duck Creek, Majesco, Guidewire. You know, and then within each carrier, they've got nuances of the way they set up those systems. Right. So just to get that simple functionality in an aggregated app, you can see the scope of the work that we've kind of bit off. Right. Um, it's, it's a big project. And so the Glovebox app itself, if you're an independent agent, and, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but, you know, sometime and, and probably, you know, early 2020, this app is going to be available. If you're an independent agency owner, you know, get with Glovebox and find out more details on how you can get it. But as you roll this thing out, do you can you talk through these with these agents right now kind of what that process will look like in terms of 
hey, I'm interested in, in getting the glove box app for our agency. How, how does that process work with an agent? Do they, you know, go to glovebox.com, fill out some paper, you know, fill out some online form, and then you guys call them and walk them through the process? There's a couple of different avenues to be able to set up your wet label product through Glovebox. Um, right now, you can definitely go to www.gloveboxapp.com backslash agency and get started on that onboarding process. You're going to see a demo video on there, or you can ask or request for a, a live demo that you, we can go back and forth on question and answer. Uh, the onboarding process is going to be pretty slick and simple for you to get started. Now, once that goes forward, we get your logo information, client list, and uh, don't don't worry on that client list. Everything's secured and taken care of. Uh, but what we're really doing is going to build your app, get it prepared, let you approve it, and then we are on, on your behalf going to be letting your clients know that your agency has now powered with Glovebox. You can access your documents here and we'll send out an email to them to get started. Now, it's going to be good for the agency to prep their clients from that point forward on what's going to happen, maybe on a welcome email after the, after the policy has been issued. But that's kind of the, the simple yet effective rollout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, do you want to talk about the Glovebox key that's coming into play here soon? Yeah. Yeah, the Glovebox key is probably one of our uh, most exciting features. So with 95% of carriers, when uh, users go to register uh, for the carrier portal, one of the very first questions that's asked is, what's your policy number, mm-hmm. right? I don't know about you, but I don't carry my policy numbers around with me. Yeah, you're right. So what that creates is a really bad friction point for the consumer to say, oh, I don't have my policy number. I'll either email my agent and get that back in a week, or I'll just deal with it later. Um so what we've done is we've created a really slick process, which I can't talk too much about the details of it, but essentially it's going to allow us to grab unique identifiers on a policy holder when their policies are issued. From there, we're going to be able to use that info to essentially register on that user's behalf for the carriers they're with. Right. And not till then are they going to get a text message and an email on behalf of the agency that they're written with, that mm-hmm. their policies are ready in Glovebox for them. So it's going to be a very frictionless and easy process for that agency owner to get adoption from their clients without having to do anything, which is the goal. That's amazing. So let me ask you this. Does it matter if you're an independent agent, regardless of the 25 different agency management systems that are out there? Is that really going to matter in terms of whether, you know, they can use Glovebox or not? Does does that have any play in this? No, right now we are completely independent from the agency management systems. We wanted okay. to build it that way. Right. Uh, one of the big reasons why, let's say you're with, you know, agency management system A and you decide, oh, you know what, I'm going to ship my entire agency over to agency management system B. Mm-hmm. Well, some of your clients were using the portal of agency management system A now you've got a mess on your hands and say, mm-hmm. how am I going to get those people to roll over to agency management system B and now use that portal? Mm-hmm. That whole um, process would be a nightmare. So we wanted to make it completely independent. However, using our system that we're getting info from on policyholders, we're also going to be able to push information to that system, mm-hmm. which will then download into your agency management system as an agent. So you'll be able to see transactions made on Glovebox for service in your agency management system, which is beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. So I got yep. I to gotta ask, going back to the agency that you guys were a part of, you know, before we went full bore into getting into glove box for these agents out here. I mean, you take a guy like me that hears that, 
you and your family and your team members were able to grow an agency from five to a million, a hundred million dollars in premium. Give us just a little bit of insight on how we were able to do that. I would, I would love to hear. And, and I know the reason I'm bringing this up is I know when these agents listening to this, cause I'm one of them heard that you guys went from 5 million to a hundred million. It's like, Holy shit. How'd they do that? So Ryan, yeah. you know, Mike Stromso says it best, big doors swing on little hinges. And sometimes incrementally small things you do can make a big difference within an agency. But what did you guys do once you got in there? What changes did you make? What tweaks did you make that really that really catapulted that agency from where it was to where you guys got it to? So, Scott, this is Andy. And one thing I noticed in 2012 when I started with the agency is we were really working hard on having many departments, right, being very departmentalized, allowing individuals to focus on what they do best. Don't be overwhelmed. Uh, with the process that comes with the, the territory of running agencies. So, you know, that was one thing. And it affect uh, kind of efficiently from top to bottom, um, marketing, quoting, selling, issuing, processing, and servicing all in, in separate phases and doing that really well. So, um, you know, and delega- delegating resources for more time, we were a true melody relay race at that agency where mm-hmm. we would hand the baton off and move on to the next, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, we're getting that policy across the finish line in the in that kind of a phase. Now, we we from a marketing perspective, uh, we did what other agents and agencies didn't really focus on. Uh, they would go see their referral partners once, and that was it, right? To mm-hmm. try and earn their business after one try. We were very persistent with our message, with our follow through, um, doing this on a consistent basis. Basis, and where we see agents fail. Uh, it's typically by, you know, it's insurance is not for everybody. Uh, it's not a sexy industry. It's it's not something that clients get excited talking about. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So that being said, right off the bat, only about half of insurance make it because, you know, they get into the trenches and they find this out firsthand. But mm-hmm. uh, once they can get through that first six to eight month hurdle, that roadblock for a producer, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can do your best to, uh, to come to the point where, you realize that, that you know, you're going to be able to do this. And, and the inevitable fork in the road is to step outside your comfort zone and um, and complete tasks that are necessary to be a good agent. It includes seeing your referral partners every single week and asking for opportunities and taking control of that sales process with a client to identify their gaps and, and, and overlaps possibly and getting that solution. I'm making price a secondary piece of the decision. So, and then obviously you're looking to build rapport to get referrals and asking for them and calling your ex date and working. One big thing for us is working from the 15th of the month to the following 15th of the month, mm. which allows you to build a pipeline within those even months. And that was a pr- pretty big piece of it. Did you guys do a lot of, uh, you said that you were hired to come in and help kind of run the marketing side of that business. So when you got in, what changes, Andy, did you make kind of increase lead flow and, and those types of things that you can paint with a broad brush? You don't have to be specific, but what, what changes did you make sure. when you got in there? So my sole purpose of my sole role at the agency for the first given give or take five years was hitting the pavement every single day, mm-hmm. generating seven to 10 leads every single day for a t- team of inside sales agents. And mm-hmm. those were quality leads. These are not mm-hmm. just those are not phone book leads. Those are quality, typical mortgage broker leads that close 75% of the time, mm-hmm. distributing them to an agent who quotes and sells, who then gets it over to the service team, who processes and services. So, again, very departmentalized and just mm-hmm. pushing, pushing quality leads through the door. Um, so that persistency and getting my, my uh, boots on the ground every single day and then mm-hmm. just making good friends out of these people, uh, these referral partners. So, so I gotta, I'm going to move off that. I, I just wanted to bring that up because – 
if I'm an agent listening to this podcast right now and I heard five million to a hundred million, I would have been remiss had I not brought all that up to at least talk about for a second. But getting back to glove box. Yeah, getting back to glove box for just a moment. So we've created glove box. It's about to hit the streets. My next question relative to glove box is how have you guys been perceived and taken in by the insure tech world? Because I mean, technically, I guess that's kind of where you are. You're, you're in that insure tech world. Are, are you, are you seeing a lot of pushback? Are you being accepted as, as one of their own or how, how's that work so far? Yeah, that's a great question, Scott. Yeah. It's, uh, the insure tech world, um, is, is pretty welcoming, uh, from what we've seen, honestly, uh, I, I had followed it prior to Glovebox launching, and I had reached out to a couple uh, influencers that I knew. You know, Robin Kira from Sweden was mm-hmm. one of them, and started talking to him. But honestly, our our focus in the early stages of Glovebox, since we really didn't have a product yet, as we were trying to work with carriers, was marketing mm-hmm. and really getting the word out of what the product is, what the problem is, and what we're trying to solve, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Through that marketing, which, I mean, candidly, our wives were running the marketing, but we had how many people, Andy, come up to us and say, ask us who ran our marketing for social right. media? Yeah. It was ongoing. Yeah, <laughs> ongoing. Yeah. And so that was our primary focus was getting the brand out, getting the name out. And from the insurance community, we were welcomed very well. I would say a lot of has to do with the fact that we were agents. Mm-hmm. You know, we're speaking the language of the agents. We are... We are sticking up for the the independent agents who must have a voice in InsureTech. We're not mm. going to let a hundred percent of the InsureTech movement be ran by tech companies. Mm. Like there needs to be an agent voice in the process, and so that's where we come into play. I love that so much. So, and Scott, I'm talking to hundreds of agents and agencies per you know week per month, and right. they're validating what we're saying. These pro- these pain points from the consumer, from the agency, their phone lines mm-hmm. are clogged, their emails are clogged, we're tier one customer service, they're distracted from making more sales, et cetera. So this is this is the inevitable you know solution to what's going to happen in the industry. Oh, what, the well, industry. yeah. What you guys have done is you you're improving efficiency within the agency because instead of Miss Jones calling to get her ID cards. She can, uh, you know, download the Glovebox app per agency and print off her own ID cards and go about her business. And, and, then, and then that leaves that agency another five minutes that they could be selling or doing something else. So it's just improving efficiency is what it's doing. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, opportunity costs, right? right. I mean, let's break down an independent agency at its most simplistic form. You get a lead, you quote the lead, you sell it, mm-hmm. you issue the policy, then it gets either kicked over to service or the agent's doing the processing of the deal, right? Right. And then it's on to servicing for the day-to-day. Like, that's the most simplistic process of an independent agency. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what's available currently, there's technology to suit every single aspect of that right. until you issue the policy. And then what? And then it becomes a 100% manual process uh, which, you know, that's where we saw the need. And so that's where Glovebox plugs, plugs in and says, hey, let's get you your opportunity cost back as an agent and an agency owner mm-hmm. to go sell more insurance. Because I guarantee you 75% of the people that are calling for those requests, they don't want to be calling you either. <laughs> so as much as you don't want to pick up the phone, they don't want to be calling for it either. So 
let's give them an opportunity to service the way they want, right? The way the consumer wants. Mm. And that's going to create more opportunity cost for, for our agents. Well, yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is, and I talk about this all the time is we all have our phone surgically attached to our arm. So, you know, you talk about meeting the clients where they want to be met. That That's where they want to be met. They want to, they need something. They want to be able to hit their home screen, pop open the glove box app, type their name in and boom, there's their policy, their ID cards, there's the claim number, those kinds of things. Last question. And then I'm going to let you guys go here in just a few minutes, but have you had a lot of blowback from carriers because you are working this, this app works directly. It's utilizing direct information from the carrier. Have you had a lot of blowback from them or are you seeing that the longer you're in this, the, the easier that gets working with different carriers? Yeah, I would say definitely the longer we are in this, um, you know, the better it's been. We've really gotten some good traction from our our foundational carriers, uh, and you know, we were we were lucky to get some early adopters on board. And mm-hmm. the hardest part with carriers is there's so many layers right. to that carrier, mm-hmm. and then there's so many departments that need to be involved in what we're doing. The mm-hmm. scope of work is so big that you need to get buy-in from the portal team, the tech team, the legal department, the security department. Then you got to get the C-level execs on board, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just to get a phone call. right? And then after that, it takes months for them to kick it around and think about it and make sure that it makes sense for what they're trying to accomplish. So it's a long, drawn-out process, but we've definitely seen it accelerate as, uh, you know, one, the on-demand expectations of consumers and the independent insurance channel of ratcheting up, which is every single day. They expect more on-demand results. And and two, these carriers, they when their distribution channel is their agents, they understand that, hey, if we're going to go all in on that distribution model, mm. we need to give our agents the tools to be successful moving into the next 10 years, right? Right. And so I think that's really propelled the conversation to go faster. Um, and we're definitely uh, getting getting a lot of headway. But it's a shift in mindset from the carrier side. Absolutely. And I would also think that, the bigger the carrier is that you get signed up to be a part of Glovebox, the easier it is the next time you call a large carrier because you start doing a little bit of name dropping there and they're like, well, they're doing it, so we need to do it. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, kind of leveraging it. You would think, uh, and in some cases, that is correct. Other cases, you know, carriers don't care. Oh, right. there's, there's carriers that march to their own beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like to run independence, uh, no pun intended. And, right. uh, you know, it's a challenge and we know just like any bell curve with, with an insure tech, like we're going to have our early adopters, which is what we're getting now. Um, and we're really moving into the, the meat of our project where, uh, it's, it's a lot of effort on our end to get it to go. Right. I will say if I'm, um, if you are an agent or an agency owner and you're listening to this and, and you download the app and you see which carriers we are connected to, and you, you don't see your carriers or, or all of them, I should say, talk to your marketing reps of those carriers. Have that push up the line and tell them you want Glovebox. You want them on Glovebox, right? So that that should help the, the conversation with them as well. You just took my question there. I was going to ask, like, what, do, what does an independent <laughs> agent do if, you know, they're writing a bunch of a, a particular carrier and the they look on there and that carrier's not on Glovebox yet, and you just answered that question. Is there a delineation in there between personal lines and commercial relative to, you know, some agencies are more commercial oriented, some are more personal lines oriented. Does it work for both or is this more of a home and auto type application for your Glovebox app? 
Yeah, so right now we are uh, 100% personal lines. And the reason why is, you know, we got to start somewhere, right? right and right. personal lines is a lot more simplistic than commercial is. Got mm-hmm. as you know, commercial is, uh, that's a whole other animal. Right. And we really want to, we want to earn the trust of the carriers. We want to earn the trust of the agencies. And then most importantly, we want to earn the trust of the policyholders. Mm-hmm. They can get used to the platform, used to using it. And from there, commercial will come. Um, I can't tell you, Andy, how many times a week do we get asked about commercial? Right. You know, I would say it's just as often as personal line. So yeah. we're definitely <laughs> wanting to jump into that once yeah. we And the commercial you're... agent in me knows that you need it. Yeah, well, exactly. But Ryan, you're exactly right. You know, it goes back to reward start from action, not discussion you got to start somewhere. So, you know, I think the home and auto side of it actually makes more sense to start with. And then once we get that dialed in, then we can move over and start looking at how do we get this app going for, for the commercial agency force that's out there as well. So I completely understand that. That makes perfect sense. And we've got kind of an interesting, I don't want to call it a side project, but we've got something interesting we're working on in addition to everything else that we're working on. So we're kind of on a mission we're working with the Colorado DMV mm-hmm. right now. Um, we're, we're gunning to be one of the first to offer digital vehicle registrations in mm-hmm. Glovebox. Wow. So not insurance related, but think about the impact that that has, mm-hmm. not only for the consumer, hey, I get pulled over, I've got my updated registration, my updated insurance, what an, what an easy and stress-free process that is. Mm-hmm. But for the agency owners and for the carriers, think about the audience that they just adopted as well by getting involved with Glovebox, because right. now if Glovebox is one of the main outlets to get your auto registrations, right. <laughs> that is combining two industries that have never been together and putting them into one piece of technology. And so we find a, an interesting, you know, intertwining of, of two separate industries there. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And those do kind of, you know, at first blush look like a hand in glove relationship. Well, guys, I, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on this show today. You know, I'm excited about Glovebox. I think uh, I speak for Bradley. I know he's excited about it as well. And before I let you go, before I close this out, tell us one more time, doesn't matter which one does it, but if an agent hears this podcast and they want to reach out to you guys and learn more about Glovebox to see if this is a good fit for their agency, tell, tell them again how they get out there and get to you. Yeah, and if you mention this podcast, <laughs> this episode, and you uh, use the code insurance, guys, uh, you're going to get a month free uh, on the white label. So mm. uh, we do our pricing by the number of clients that you have at your agency, and we can talk about those pricing. And you'll see it on the landing page, which is www.gloveboxapp.com backslash agency, mm. or you can reach out to one of us via LinkedIn, Ryan Matheson, Andy Matheson. Uh, we'll get you taken care of. And uh, <clears throat> one final piece, I know we talked about a lot here, uh, but we talked about the home advisor piece. We're going to have something in there soon coming down the pipe called a claims concierge. This allows an individual to request a vendor, say I need a roofing company, an auto body shop, et cetera, request a vendor. And we're essentially uh, you know, allowing home advisor to take care of that lead flow for us. But wh- whatever we make on revenue on that, we're giving 20% back to the agency of that client. So That's John cool. Smith is your client. He, he requests the vendor. We take care of that process. We're giving the agency 20% of the revenue. That's pretty cool. Well, guys, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show. I love both of you, and I'm so proud of you. I, I feel like a proud daddy, uh, especially after I got a chance to <laughs> meet you. You know, w- once I got a chance to meet both of you and, and figure out how scary smart you are and how, how much you guys know not only about the industry, 
but about the independent channel in and of itself because you were a big part of it at one time. You know, Bradley and I both just felt like we had to get you on the podcast. And as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, our responsibility is don't care if you use something or not, but, you know, we want to get new technologies that are out there in front of these guys. You know, we want to be the ink magazine of the insurance uh, world and because so many people don't know about all the new technologies and a lot of it's changing and a lot of it's companies like Glovebox are coming on board and it's our responsibility to, to take the, the microphone and, and tell people about it. So at least they know it's out there. And, uh, you know, if that helps y'all in some way, go. sell more Glovebox apps and then, then great. That's, that's fantastic. So I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you both being on the show today. We love it, Sky. We're humbled to be on the show. I mean, you and Bradley are the Shaq and Kobe of the uh, podcast insurance Ooh. industry. So, uh, you know, which one is Shaq, though? Which yeah, Shaq? I'm going to let you guys figure that out. You Bradley, know? So I'm Bradley. I'm going to let you guys figure that out. But hey, it's so great having Kim on today. Thanks so much, Kim. And yeah, hey, I have three, God, things, so three things before we leave. Number one, I really admire your hard work ethic. Very old school and, yeah. and come from a hard raising. So I admire that, number one. Number two, let's make number two. I'm super impressed with Glove Box, your ability to be thoughtful through the whole process and work out some of the quirks beforehand. That's very impressive. Number three, pancake breakfast. Yes, even though she doesn't know what that is. Oh my gosh. I bet pancake she, breakfast. She won't my like second, it. My second best thing I ever invented. Glove Box one, pancake <laughs> two, in that order. Well, I'm excited. So, I'm pumped. <laughs> that's well, the way. Well, guys, I'm going to go ahead. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Insurance agents from around the world, remember, rewards come from action, not discussion. You've got to find out about these new technologies that are hitting the industry, whether you use them or not. At least now you know about it. And get your ass out from behind that desk today and go sell insurance. Make money for your family for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your parents that are struggling. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Kim Howell, I love you. I love you more. More than anything in the world. Hey, guys, y'all have a great, great rest of the day, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.